0: This episode of Tech Day is sponsored by mm, Caviar. Yum. Oh, God, here we go again. Yeah. So a, a weird trend we've been seeing for the last couple of years that simply won't go away and is also more and more low effort with each new iteration has once again returned. First, there was Graham, the horrifying, realistic <laughs> sculpture of what a human male would look like if our anatomy were designed to be able to survive car accidents commissioned by the Australian government. Not only was he the... He, peak human performance and looks.
1: Turns out, he would end up being the pinnacle of these types of designs. Yeah. Uh,
0: Then there was Alice, another horrifyingly realistic sculpture of the perfectly evolved woman. Still Mm -hmm. pretty high quality. uh, So far, they're putting effort and thought into these freak shows. (laughs) But that starts to go by the wayside with Emma, the office worker of the future, designed by the office supply company Fellows to basically scare you into investing in more ergonomic office furniture but also making the Valid point that office work is inherently unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And then we met Michael, the gamer of the future, (laughs) at least according to Canadian gambling website Online Casino, who uh, don't seem to understand that there's no need to predict what gamers will look like in 20 years in the year 2020 when video games have already been quite popular for about twice that long. Yeah,
1: seriously. And we're doing fine, right? We all look and feel healthy. Uh, uh, yeah. We don't look that horrible yeah. yet. Maybe it will be a further progression. Well, if you thought the drop-off in quality from Graham to Michael was bad, meet Susan, the future remote worker whose makers, the job application website Direct Apply, couldn't be bothered to even actually build. Susan is 100% CGI and not even good CGI. She looks like an unused asset from the show Xavier Renegade Angel or maybe Left for Dead's workshop on Steam. Yeah. It, I mean, they really made her look like the Walking Dead yeah, here. Yeah, she does not look like she has long left. <laughs> but hey, according to Direct Apply, Susan was created in collaboration with various physical and mental health experts. So you may not like it, but Susan is what working from home will in fact look like 25 years from now. Damn. Even though people have worked from home for a very long time, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, nope, yeah. So it. this probably isn't going to be how people look. But hey, let's just take a look at how Susan ended up the way
0: she is. So is Susan's eyes are bloodshot with dark circles from looking at screens all day. Certainly, uh, no one's been doing that yeah. for. 20, 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah, also this has somehow caused uh, increased wrinkles in her face. Uh, Her poor posture and lack of exercise has given her a hunched back and neck. Typing all day has given her a repetitive strain in her hands and also for some reason big red sores on all of her fingers. (laughs) Uh, Being indoors and away from the sun all day has made Susan lose some of her hair due to vitamin D deficiency, and it's also made her skin look pale and malnourished. Susan's sedentary indoor lifestyle, constant snacking, and lack of exercise has made her obese, and on top of all of that, Susan has increased stress due to going without human contact for long periods. Overall, as you can see, Susan looks like shit. Did these people from Direct
1: Apply even look at the office worker rendition? Because they're just explaining an office worker minus the stress of driving in and out of the office every day. Yeah,
0: I think they they saw it and they're like, well,
1: you know, you get a little bit of vitamin D from the sun in the car when you're driving. Let's do our own little spin on this. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, our budget is $50. You know what's really hot right now? It kind of died down for a little bit because of all the actual scaring
0: going on. Scare-mongering. Yeah. So let's do some of that. Some good old-fashioned scaremongering.
1: Yeah. I mean, this all feels like it might just be some reopen America propaganda to get people back to work quickly by painting working from home as unhealthy. But... Pretty much everything wrong with Susan here, the future remote worker, is also wrong with Emma, like we said. She's just an office worker who has to commute to that horrible yeah, lifestyle. the only difference in their lives. Susan just happens to be wearing pajama pants, so at least she's more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so work at an office and look like Emma, or work at home and look like Susan, or you know, lose your job and go on unemployment and stay home playing video games all day and look like Michael all three options are pretty terrible if they were to come true. Mm-hmm. But luckily, they're also pretty much bullshit. And you can easily avoid looking like any of these people by just taking the basic steps to care for
0: yourself. Yeah.
1: Like, go for a walk. Go for a walk.
0: Stand up. Stand, Stand up. Down. Yeah, yeah. Do like... basic fucking exercise. Mm-hmm. Take a shower. Yeah, that would be good, too. Uh, wash
1: the red off your hands. Get a good night's sleep. You know what? Go ahead. Wash the keyboard every yeah. once a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that. But uh, yeah, thanks, directapply.com, for the latest in horrifying future human technology. Uh, we can't wait for the inevitable next one. But with uh, the declining quality,
0: the next one's going to be just a stick figure. <laughs> when did this yeah. become a blob of just nothing? Yeah, it's just going to be an ugly blob drawn mm-hmm. in crayon. There you go. Anyways, in other news, real news. Sorry, teenagers, but TikTok might be on the way out. Oops, at least according to U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. He prayed on it. Was on Fox News' Laura Ingram fascism hour this week and uh, said the following in response to being asked if the U.S. might consider banning Chinese apps the way India already has and Australia is considering. Quote, we are taking this very seriously and we are certainly looking at it. We've worked on this very issue for a long time, whether it was the problems of having Huawei technology in our infrastructure, we've gone all over the world and we're making real progress getting that out. We declared ZTE a danger to American national security. We've done all of these things. With respect to Chinese apps on people's cell phones, I can assure you the United States will get this one right too, Laura. I don't want to get out in front of the president, but it's something we're looking at. Uh, And asked if he'd ever recommend downloading
1: TikTok, Pompeo said, only if you want your private information in the hands of the Chinese Communist Party. Which, uh, we've been over this. He's not wrong. Yeah. This is... Before we get into it, TikTok, not a great app for privacy for a lot of reasons, but kicking the hornet's nest of angry Zoomers and some millennials on the lower age side of things. Probably not the best look right before an election, uh, considering the amount of pull that they claim to have had on just the starting rallies. So, look... You already know this, but we're not fans of Mike Pompeo. He's a fucking lunatic. He probably asked Jesus for advice before making this statement.
0: Will banning TikTok bring us farther or closer to the rapture? Um, Because that's how I make all of my decisions. I'm Mike
1: Pompeo. Again, though, he's not completely off base on this one. TikTok is a Chinese app and is basically a clone of Douyin, a hugely popular app in China that parent company ByteDance released uh, a few years earlier over there. And Douyin, like all apps in China, absolutely hands that user data over to the government. But TikTok is also an international company with an American CEO. And like most Chinese companies, TikTok servers and headquarters in China are separate from their international servers and headquarters. And every time this topic comes up, TikTok assures everyone that they would never share your data with the Chinese government. But We promise. Again, you can't really trust that. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a great app to just have a database of everything everyone has done from the 13 years old on up. hmm uh, I don't have the app. People keep telling us to do a page on the app. I
0: outright refuse every time. Yeah. So, yeah. first of all, I'm too damn old. <laughs> I need the jitterbug. Me joining TikTok would be like me pulling up to a middle school in my car. And you guys skateboard? Like whistling at the kids. <laughs> you guys still skateboard
1: or razor scooter? What are you into these days? Wheelies?
0: Yeah. But anyways, I mean, when these companies like TikTok say, Hey, we're American based. We're not going to fuck with your data. Mm-hmm. They might even be telling the truth at least from their perspective, uh, they could be lying or they, you know, they they could just be in the dark about all of it. Because yeah. if the Chinese government really wanted that data, they could probably get it pretty easily with or without the cooperation of TikTok's American office here in LA. Yes. It would not be hard. Uh-huh. Uh, now, no one is entirely sure how much data that is. Consensus seems to be a lot. Yes. Even compared to other apps. Um, and yeah, people have looked into this. A guy on Reddit reverse-engineered it, supposedly, but I don't know how accurate that was. But yeah, it's collecting a a lot of data all the time. But also, your average smartphone app, Chinese or otherwise, is also collecting a shitload of data about you as well, constantly. Mm -hmm. But at least those are made in (laughs) Yeah, It's generally (laughs) not about taking over the world. It's more about just finding out as much about you as possible to sell that information to ad companies. But, uh... Hey, your daughter's pregnant. We sent some diaper coupons. It is funny seeing people freak out about TikTok while it's, like, their phone's just loaded with, like, 400 apps that are all just tracking yeah. them constantly. Absolutely.
1: Now, as you'll recall, a few months back, the U.S. Department of Justice officially blamed the big Equifax hack from 2017 on four members of the Chinese military. And it's pretty believable given the long history of Chinese government-sponsored hacking. So, yeah... TikTok could very well be a threat to national security, at least when installed on the phones of uh, some people. And like Mike Pompeo said, uh, the U.S. has previously banned Chinese companies ZTE and Huawei. So this TikTok ban... It's it could happen. It's not without precedent. Yeah, I and mean, the way Trump's going to be throwing out some hail mary
0: plays uh, in the coming months. Yeah, it's going to get weird.
1: And the way that he framed it to Laura Ingram, where he was like, you know, he basically was like, "We've already done it. We will do it again." Yeah, sounds pretty threatening. Yeah, I mean, and and also. I'm just ready for Trump to launch Trump Talk. Yeah. Well, I, now, I, if you're going to send someone your private information, why not the U.S. government?
0: What really pushes this over the edge into plausibility is the whole narrative around TikTok teens ruining that, that uh, rally in Tulsa. Mm-hmm. So I think like, that, and, uh, that's what's going to make it real. Uh, and Claudia Conway. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, this
1: was never on the radar, until so Claudia started doing Do this. something about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, her mom immediately stormed into Trump's office and was like, You have to, I don't care what it takes, you have
0: to ban TikTok right now. I haven't checked on her since the holiday weekend.
1: I think she privated everything. Mm, Well, Mm. she,
0: you know, while while it lasted, it was great. (laughs) What a nice little 4th of July weekend. Yeah. Anyway, if TikTok is banned by the U.S. government, well, look, that's the perfect opportunity for a U.S.-based TikTok competitor to step in. You remember Lasso, Facebook's TikTok clone? Nope. No, you don't? Yeah, no one does. Because why would you? Yeah. I launched back in 2018 as a standalone smartphone app with similar features to TikTok. Uh, but it never really caught on. Now's their chance, though. Oh, wait. Never mind. Facebook announced last week that they're shutting Lasso down on July 10th. Mm. Great timing, Mark. Perfect. Though, to be fair, Facebook, they're a big company. They also own Instagram. And as soon as TikTok was banned in India, Instagram launched a TikTok clone there called Reels, which is already available in a couple other countries. So... Mm-hmm. TikTokers can probably look forward to handing over their data to Facebook, a company which, unlike the Chinese government, is known to be very trustworthy with your data. Uh Uh-huh.
1: Not. Yes. That's a not joke. Speaking of Facebook, though, Phil Larigo has a thing or two to say about that recent ad boycott that they're experiencing. But uh, before we toss to Phil, this episode is sponsored by Caviar. You don't feel like cooking tonight? Many of us don't. Uh, Or maybe you just realize you're not very good at it. You keep trying. Oh, well. Get the Caviar app and get local restaurants delivered right to you. The Caviar app gets you the food that you want. Their curated list of options offers quality meals with the convenience of in-app ordering. There are a lot of delivery apps
0: out there, but Caviar is the go-to place to find local restaurants that can be delivered right to your doorstep. Caviar is available in over 25 major U.S. cities, and there are plenty of options to choose from. With Caviar app, you can get the food you actually want, from breakfast tacos to margarita pizza to a falafel sandwich. You can find quality food for whatever you're in the mood for on Caviar. So get the Caviar app, get delivery, get food you want, and just for our viewers... Caviar is offering $10 off an order of $20 or more. All you have to do is put the offer code NEWSDAY, all one word, in at checkout. That's $10 off a purchase of $20 or more with the offer code NEWSDAY. Download Caviar on the App Store or Google Play Store and use the offer code NEWSDAY for $10 off an order of $20 or more.
1: Now,
2: Phil, tell us
1: about the latest Facebook business.
0: Yeah, Phil.
2: Yeah, so Facebook must be wishing it could just go back to hot girl summer because they've been taking a beating in recent months. I hate origin stories, so let's just breeze through this one. May 28th, amid nationwide protests, the president of the United States of America, a man named Donald Trump uh, posted this, which uh, ended with the sentence, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Thank you. Three days later, on June 1st, Facebook employees staged a walkout after Mark Zuckerberg refused to flag or remove the post. This is noteworthy because his role at the company was at one point, I'm CEO, bitch. June 12th, Facebook page that copies President Trump's posts gets flagged for violence when the president's didn't. June 19th, Facebook removes Trump ad over Nazi hate symbol. June 19th, still June 19th, that's correct, okay. June 19th, Twitter, Facebook remove racist baby video posted by Trump. Two stories from a little over two weeks ago, and I can barely remember what the racist baby one was. Can we can we fast forward here? I'm losing them, man. Racist baby ain't, okay. End of June, great, okay, we're getting closer. End of June, big companies stop advertising on Facebook. Then, more companies stop advertising on Facebook. All right, we're caught up. So this is the time when Facebook's gonna step up, right? They're gonna earn back those big advertising dollars and make this right. So on Tuesday, Zuckerberg met with civil rights groups and The the meeting did not go well, It it didn't go good. So I wasn't invited to the meeting, I'm not sure why, but Jessica J. Gonzalez of the advocacy group Free Press was, and she said, the company's leaders delivered the same old talking points to try to placate us without meeting our demands. NAACP CEO, Derek Johnson, who was also there, said, well, after two years of having conversation with the top leadership at Facebook, including Cheryl and Mark, we walked away with the same thing we walked into the discussion with nothing. See, that's kind of weird because it sounded like Zuck and the book were taking things pretty seriously. So seriously that at a private company meeting less than two weeks ago, he told employees that advertisers would be back to Facebook soon enough. That is the dialogue of an 80s movie mobster who's like, yeah, that dame's gone, but she'll be back soon enough. What is wrong with this guy? Probably a lot. Allegedly a lot. I don't know. I've never met him, but it gets worse. In 2018, under mounting pressure due to, honestly, I don't know, uh, but something Facebook had been doing over years and whatever, they agreed to conduct a civil rights audit. Now present day, July 8th, 2020, they finally released the full audit and Facebook fails its own audit over civil rights and hate speech decisions. This 89-page bad boy looks like a term paper that no one wanted to write and it's full of everything we already knew about Facebook. One highlight includes, the auditors believe that Facebook should do everything in its power to prevent its tools and algorithms from driving people toward self-reinforcing echo chambers of extremism and that the company must recognize that the failure to do so can have dangerous and life-threatening real-world consequences. If this sounds vaguely familiar, you may have seen it with YouTube in 2018, when they got called out for having an algorithm that suggested videos that push viewers toward extremism. So the issue here is that the human psyche would rather fight or get angry with what it sees online, instead of just seeing happy videos or loved ones or you know agreeing with people. YouTube and Facebook know this and have ignored warnings that you know it's not good for society, despite it being good for their revenues. Facebook has been a troubled company going back to when it just was an idea in the head of college students. I mean, I remember watching the social network and rooting for Zuck against those stuffy old heads. Remember, they were trying to keep him down. You're like, yeah, guy, you go. And then I rooted for his awkward ass when he was giving awkward, sweaty interviews and popping up on SNL. You know, he was doing the rounds. But I don't know, maybe I got older and wiser or more likely after seeing a decade of countless news stories on Facebook, or its policies, or its negative contribution to society, just realized it's bad. Every story about them is bad. Except except for the ones where he and his wife will supposedly, because they pledged to donate all of their Facebook shares, and you can track what philanthropic gestures they're making with their foundation's website, but the problem is Zuckerberg and Facebook are doing immeasurable amounts of damage to society privacy, and the literal brains of human beings. We're all being cross-tracked on every website we go to because of Facebook. Hate groups use their site to organize and spread their message while Facebook profits from them directly, and its mere existence has a negative effect on mental health. So after the endless barrage of bad deeds they claim are bugs or accidents or mistakes that they'll learn from, Mark Zuckerberg donates millions of dollars to make a go-away. It's classic abuser behavior, and the cycle keeps repeating itself because Facebook is so big, they're gonna be very difficult to stop. This is another thing NAACP CEO Derek Johnson said after that Facebook meeting. Here's the problem we have. We have a company where shareholders cannot hold them accountable because one person owns 67% of the stock. The board of directors cannot hold them accountable. The ad dollar revenue, although effective with this campaign, only makes up about less than 10 percent of the total revenue there's no federal or state regulatory infrastructure in place holding them accountable they have become such a large company there are no competitors so we have a problem on our hands either they decide to be good corporate citizens to keep communities safe and protect our democracy or we are looking at a sovereign nation within our nation that's it There are no other options. We need to dismantle and take apart Facebook and figure out how to deal with it. That's a wrap fact.
1: All right, thanks, Phil. Uh, Anyways, in case Phil wasn't enough for your weekly dose of cynicism, it's now time to talk about that whole pandemic thing. And uh, how the U.S. has utterly failed with it. We have. We have actually. Yeah. Utterly, <laughs> we've utterly failed at dealing with it. Yeah. We all know this. It's a, it's a great shame. Uh, and as is tradition, let's start the video or start this uh, topic with a video clip of some recent uh, covidiacy, with this one featuring a man at a Costco in Fort Myers, Florida, who was asked by another customer to put on a mask. You're six feet away from you. You're harassing me. My I'm not harassing you. Freedom. You are infecting us. I coming feel threatened. You're coming close Back to me. Back off.
0: Dance.
1: Threat me again! Dance. Back the fuck up, put your fucking phone down. So yeah, uh, I mm. mean, just when I when you see someone coming at you uh, with a seventeen seventy six, I feel threatened. T shirt, uh, yeah, you know you're in for a treat. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're averaging around, uh, you know. Uh, or over 50,000 new cases per day over the last week. Florida alone hit a new record on July 4th with over 11,000 new cases. God bless America. More than half uh, of what the entire country was just averaging uh, just a month ago. Yeah. So they're uh, right. they're really killing it literally down there in Florida. Yeah. But simply being asked to wear a goddamn mask at the supermarket, it's still the most threatening thing in the world to some people. I feel threatened. Yes. I feel threatened. I feel threatened. More and more, we are having more and more uh, friends who their families or they themselves are getting it. So this is yep. still very much happening and still very much affecting a lot of people. So, But I drove by
0: Barney's Beanery today. and Wait, that's was, still in business? Uh, yeah. Well, not business, but they have people the there? The patio is packed. No. Yes. Wow. I thought, yes. We, I thought we rolled that back.
1: I guess Burbank is its own city <sighs> and it has its own ordinances, I, I guess. I, I
0: guess so. Anyways, I mean, meanwhile... Our president, Donald J. Trump, Mm -hmm. announced this week that the U.S. is formally withdrawing from the World Health Organization, the U.N. agency responsible for studying global health trends and allowing countries to coordinate on major public health issues, like, Mm -hmm. for example, mm, pandemics. So it seems like a not great move, especially right now. And even some members of Trump's own party think it's a terrible idea, despite still being critical of the WHO. But uh, the process of withdrawing is going to take at least a year, and... uh, this is an election year of course. So, uh just add that to the big pile of shit that is very much on the line in this 2020 presidential election. Do you see Joe Biden's dumb gun policy? I I try to avoid thinking about Joe Biden. Only rich people going to have cool guns. Oh, is that? Well, I mean that's already kind of how it is with uh well, they, fully
1: automatic ones. So he's, he's doing like a $200 tax plan on uh, assault weapons and yeah. uh, stuff like that and doing a buyback program for everyone else just mm-hmm. like Great, this might be worse than what we already have. Thanks. Yeah. Well, way to go, Joe. I guess I have to vote for you. Stamp, blip, walk out, sad. Anyways, to compare our current situation here to another country that has gone about things differently and had very different results, let's check in with the Kiwis down in New Zealand. New Zealand. Uh, The the disease there has pretty much been completely eliminated, despite Dave Oshry living there. Yeah, I'm Uh, shocked. (laughs) And despite this overwhelming success, New Zealand's health minister resigned in shame last week. Oh, my gosh. Why? Well, it came out that uh, two visitors from Britain were allowed entry into New Zealand in early June to visit a dying parent and were granted special exemption uh, special exemption from quarantine to attend the funeral. But, surprise, it turns out they had COVID.
0: Yeah, so this became a huge national scandal over there. Mm-hmm. So the health minister, whose department approved that exemption, he stepped down. Uh I mean, it, it is an oopsie. A big one. You might say a big oopsie. But uh, compared to the level of oopsies that we've been dealing with over here for the last four months, it is laughably small. Mm-hmm. It's it's just weird seeing people take responsibility. Here in they're, America. Their failings.
1: So. Here in America our teachers coughing the faces of babies. <laughs>
0: Yeah, New Zealand also this week arrested, and uh, they plan to press formal charges against a guy who left mandatory quarantine for 20 minutes to go to a local supermarket, which again, another huge scandal over there, national news. Yes, And all these things should be scandals, but it's just so funny observing them from over here where... Where you just drove by a bar that was yeah. packed with people? And just like accountability and personal responsibility during this pandemic here in the U.S. Non-existent. No. No one, no one gives a shit. No one's getting in trouble for not giving a shit. It's just something that's happening to us. The Trump administration last week, they're basically just like, yeah, you're on your own. Figure it out. Nothing like personal responsibility and rugged
1: individualism on. to clash uh-huh. in the American public. Yeah. Yeah. Just like... I do whatever the fuck I want, but also, I'm not even going to be safe. Yeah. Because fuck the government. Fuck the government. Yeah. Anyways, back to Florida for a second. Uh, Walt Disney World is still planning on opening back up on Saturday, (laughs) so that'll be a cool experiment, I guess. Uh, This is all while the state of Florida is is experiencing their worst COVID-19 numbers in the entire four months since Disney World first closed down. Disney World is, of course, taking plenty of precautions, like making people wear masks, so... I mean, there's going to be a lot of fights coming out of Disney World in the next couple of weeks. (laughs) Oh, I can't wait. I feel so bad. No longer the happiest place on earth. Uh, But uh, even plenty of Disney World employees, sorry, cast members, think this whole reopening thing is terrifying and probably not worth it. So I guess we'll see. Uh, The cast members themselves, based on the photos that were appearing online, they're not even taking the restrictions. They did like the cast member day. yeah, And they're all just like crammed together. They're wearing their masks. But they are not social distancing at all, and uh, some would say it would be an impossible task to monitor that many people in a theme park and also yeah, require no, them to it's do certain impossible, things. impossible,
0: especially, you know, people are going to be walking around drinking water. It's fucking 100 degrees yeah, outside. 100% humidity, yeah, too, in Florida. Like, it's, it's like the worst time of year to visit Disney World, but... Uh, I, I I imagine they're going to do great on opening day. I, I imagine there's going to be crowds. a line out the fucking door. Well, that's the thing, too, is, like, they're they're abiding by the rules of, like,
1: minimized capacity. Yeah. But even that minimized capacity is still very significant when mm-hmm. you consider that, like, I mean, it's full all the time, but, like, 30% of the year, it has that many people in it anyway. Yeah. It's a lot of people, especially when you have to social distance for lines for everything because yeah. the whole park is just lines. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, are you bad enough, dude, to go to fucking Disneyland in the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> Let's <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Anyway, speaking of Florida, the NBA has started sending players over to their little NBA bubble in Orlando for that mini-season that's set to begin at the end of the month. And uh, players might already be regretting that whole thing, at least based on images of the meals that they've been served that have been shown on social media. It mm-hmm. does not look good. Basically, airline food. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, not the lap of luxury they're used to. Meanwhile, yeah. Major League Soccer, the MLS, they're also restarting in their own Florida bubble right now. But, the uh, first game is right now, and yeah. it's the two Florida teams, Orlando and uh, Inter-Miami. Yeah, wasn't supposed to be the first game, though, because uh, so far things have not gotten off to a great start. No. Um, FC Dallas, they just backed out of the whole tournament entirely due to multiple positive tests in their team and uh, you know their back room and whatnot. Uh, Nashville postponed a match because of multiple positive tests. And uh, Toronto FC had to reschedule a game due to international travel delays. We <laughs> took them a little longer to get down here. <laughs> we won't be allowed back. All of our families are just basically saying goodbye
1: forever. Uh, also, on a more personal note, uh, LAFC is facing off against the Galaxy in like a week or so. But Carlos Vela isn't playing. So what? the whole thing is a giant yeah. asterisk. It doesn't even matter. So yeah. why are you even doing it? Yeah. It's dumb. And if the Galaxy beats us, it's not... Our fault this time because is not playing. Is he out of the country? Is that why? Or no, his wife's pregnant do... and he's uh, like, yeah. his wife's pregnant and he also doesn't want to go there and get yeah. the virus and live in a bubble away from his pregnant wife. Yeah. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Diego Rossi has a lot of work to do. Well, we'll uh, see how it goes. Anyways, another coronavirus sporting news. Teams and leagues are still figuring out ways to add a crowd ambiance to games with no real crowd. I'm sure it's very weird being in the actual stadium yeah. if you're like a ref or something. Yeah. The awkward silence. You blow the whistle, it just, phew, just zooms around. Uh, we've all already talked about teams putting cardboard cutouts of fans in the stands, including Oops Osama <laughs> Bin Laden. The one stadium, Oops All Bin Ladens. Yeah. <laughs> Why is Captain Crunch running this? <laughs> uh, and uh, there's all they've also been filled with uh, sex dolls on occasion, which is another oopsie. oopsie. But over in Japan, uh, they recently tried something a bit different for a baseball game by featuring a bunch of, a bunch of dancing robots in the stands, uh, Boston Dynamics spot robots with little baseball caps and flags, plus SoftBank's humanoid pepper robot, they all join together for a very surreal choreographed dance. Oh, feels just like, uh, just like the old days. Mm-hmm. Mm. Meanwhile, Yamaha is testing out a new app technology that would allow fans watching games at home to tap a button to cheer, applaud, or start a chant. Fantastic. Uh, apparently it's been quite well received in Japan because Dead Silent Sports Games obviously not a lot of fun yeah I yeah. Mean, this is
0: it's an interesting idea uh yes yeah be like p- what was that DJ uh, people are just
1: gonna scream the N-word the, well, the 4chan's gonna get a, a hold of it and I don't gonna, think it's custom sound uh, you just press a button yeah okay alright uh, that's better
0: what, what was that uh, Mixify website where you could DJ on for a while and like uh, yeah you could tap the buttons tap the and cheers. have people yeah, yeah was, so it's like that but like in an actual arena with, like, the speakers sh- shouting out the, yeah. the cheers that people are choosing. All right. And a bunch of robots waving pennants. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that's enough COVID news for now. In um, some actual good news, there's a new video codec on the way that could mean much less data-hungry streams of 4K and 8K video. The German company Fraunhofer, who were involved in the development of H.264, H.265, and MP3, announced this week that H.266 oh. is on its way. The AR-16 is yeah. right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when it arrives, 4K and 8K streams will use half as much data without sacrificing any visual quality, which is great news for Netflix who and, uh, just, and anyone who uses Netflix or any video streaming.
1: because
0: yeah. uh, This
1: is like what Pied Piper was trying to build?
0: Yeah, kind of.
1: <laughs> cool have a middle-out compression. Uh, And finally, though, speaking of video streaming, we of course have to close with some Quibi news because Mm -hmm. a day doesn't go by where this company isn't openly mocked, justifiably in the media, on on, on the the internet. Uh, As we talked about in our previous episode, the free trial period is over, depending on when you signed up for it. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's only pretty much paying customers now, and given how much money Quibi spent on content, $1.75 billion dollars, as their initial investment, mm-hmm. their original goal was to have around 7.5 million paying subscribers within the first year. Okay. Obviously, they would grow exponentially yeah. upon that with their amazing offerings. Yeah. And word of mouth, of course. Of course. So, how are they doing? Well, no one can know for sure, but according to the analysts at Sensor Tower, there's currently around 72,000 paying Quibi subscribers. In other words, that is $360,000 a month for a platform that cost $1.75 billion. So not great. And to put that into perspective yeah, what's because what's the math on that? Uh, it would take them uh, 400 years to pay off the initial investment. Yeah, that's It's not good. No, it's not good at all. They need to get those numbers up. Imagine imagine someone handed you $360,000 a year. And he was, and you were like, oh okay, guys, cool. sounds like a lot. Okay, cool. Okay, how much in, in debt am I? Oh, it's gonna take me 400 years. It's gonna take seven or eight generations of my family to pay back this debt at $360,000 a year. Was well, it $360,000 a year or $360,000 a month? Oh, sorry, a month, a month. Sorry, a it's, month. It's still gonna take a while. Uh, billions are very big numbers. Sorry, yeah. I, I misspoke. So that's a month, and you're just like, oh, cool, 400 years of this.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I wish them the best of luck. Also, we don't know how many of those people are just people who forgot, forgot to cancel. Forgot, yeah. Yeah.
1: So. And I can't Ooh. imagine any, any of them are like, you know what? You know what I want? The ad-free experience. Even though yeah. there's only an ad after every content piece. Yeah. So I'm going to pay the $8. dollars mm mm-hmm. uh, Anyways, it's fucking doomed. We're all watching it die. Who gives a shit? Fuck Jeffrey Katzenberg and Meg Whitman. They could have <laughs> retired with pride. Instead, they, have, they they're left with a stain on their entire careers. Yeah, it's weird. And they deserve it, too. Yeah. They deserve it.
0: Anyways, that's it for this week's Tech News Day. Be sure to watch our recent videos over here. Mm-hmm. And uh, stay cool out there. <laughs> yeah,
1: stay cool all it's, you cool cats it's and a kittens. hot
0: one. Sure is. Bye. Bye.